Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. It's like we have a moderator in our podcast right now. When she comes on, I'm like, listen, lady, I know I'm recording. I'm right here. I can see that I press the button mm-hmm. and that it's happening. I kind of want her to do other things Ooh, yeah. like, bitch, take a shower. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you look like shit. Just give me a heads up. Like if you're going to give Maybe me that wash kind of heads your up, hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wash your hair today. You dirty. <laughs> or positivity. You look great today. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. going to nail this. I can tell. <laughs> Don't say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I chance, want to be, um, I want to be that girl. Yes, girl, you look great. Get it, queen. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Oh, we're coming to you with hot mics. Shannon got a new mic today. I know. I have a new mic. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to take a little, I'm going to snap a little photo so you can see our new mic situation after I clean my lens. Oh, do you ever get that? You take a picture and you're like, it's not cloudy. Oh, no, that's my lens. (laughs) It's not cloudy out. But here it is. There is the new mic. Wow. Okay. Not that any of you can see that at the moment. I, I say that as if we're live and you're seeing what's going on, but we're not. So you'll see it in a slide later on. <laughs> slide. I guess I should face the, the window. So I look as happy and cheery as you do, but, but oh. then you see all the cabinets behind me. So. I know, but you're in the RV room. I'm in the RV room. That's great. I love the RV room. It's very cozy. <laughs> it is very cozy. You stayed here on, on Friday. I did. It was a lovely time. It's nice. I don't mind it. I really, um, you know, sometimes the kids come in here and chill. I'm like, yeah, it's away from everything. Right. It's not bad. No. And it is actually, it's got good sound. Like acoustics are good in there. (laughs) Well, it should. It's all wood. It's all wood. (laughs) It's like a legit recording studio at this point. (laughs) I do my best. Like, you know, I dropped some mad beats in here, guys. Mad beats. But you know what? We're getting some beats on today. We got we got some things to talk about. And the first topic that we're going to address, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my imaginary timer because I know we can go off the deep end with this. And I and I'm like okay, because we would get all enthralled, we're gonna get turned up, yeah, get heartbeats gonna go up about it. So I'm like okay, five minutes max. Oh okay, what about um, the shaded? Uh, oh. Huh. Oh, oh, okay. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Got it. Okay. So you don't have to give your backstory if you want to. I gave you the green light, but you know, if you okay. want to, cool. Um, and then we'll talk about it because I think like there needs to be some stuff discussed here about yes. this, this social construct that we have all been a part of since the beginning of time. I agree. Okay. So I'm going to give you the TV guide version of what happened. Went to dinner last night with a couple friends to a very popular restaurant here in town. I'm not going to name their names. If you're interested in the name, text me or DM me. I will tell you I have nothing to hide. I'm just not going to put them on blast on a podcast. It's an institution. It's an institution here in Louisville. It really is. Now, we went and there was four of us and, you know, having a good time. We, you know, 
it was great because we haven't seen these friends in a hot minute. Uh, but the service at the restaurant last night was next level horrendous. Okay. I'm talking, you know, takes our drink orders and then comes back and is like, can I get you anything to drink? And I'm like, actually, I already gave you my drink order about five minutes ago. And he's like, I forgot. Let me go ahead and get that back in there. Same thing. We ordered um, calamari as an appetizer. Uh, 30 minutes after we still didn't have our appetizer, we had to ask like, Hey, we put that in. Is it, is it coming out? And he was like, Oh yeah, let me go check. And I'm like, cheese at peace. Um, things like this were happening the entire night. Okay. And it just kept getting worse, like the service. And he was getting like super spacey and so much so that one of the guys who brought us a drink from the bar, we were like, Hey, is he okay? Because he just seems to be spacing out like a lot tonight. Um, is he new? And he's like, no, 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 he's actually, he's been here for a while. And, you know, he's really good. He's got more tables on the other side of the restaurant. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I can get down with that. And the guy was like, but if you need anything, let me know. I'm happy to help. I'm like, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. Eventually the guy comes back, takes our order. Okay. And as he's taking our order, he's like, oh man, I'm just really bad at this waiting tables thing. I'm actually, I'm horrible at it. And I was like, you know, we chuckled because I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I would agree. But, you know, I'm like, we all have bad days. Maybe he's new, whatever. Okay. Dinner comes, dinner was fabulous. The food was excellent. So, so good. Um, and when the, you know, the bill comes, we pay the tab and I give him a 10% tip. The other couple we were here with uh, gave him a 10% tip. And you know, it takes a lot for me not to tip 20% because I've waited tables for so long. I understand like everybody's entitled to a bad day, but this guy was just really bad at waiting tables. And he comes back out and he's like, Hey, how was everything? And we were like, the food was excellent. He's like, okay, well then why did you give me a 10% tip? Were those the words used? Those were the words used. And I said, you know what? Pull up a chair you want to go grab your manager, that would be great too. But I'll tell you exactly how we got to 10%. And he's like, okay. So he pulls up a chair and like, it turns it backward. Like he's going to say AC Slater style on this damn chair. And he walks away, grabs the manager. He doesn't come back, but the manager does. He's like, is everything okay? I'm like, actually, it's not okay. I, the audacity that he's like, why did you get 10%? And I'm like, yo, have a seat and I'll tell you. Doesn't even stick by to listen. But I'm like, I, you know, I give the laundry list of things that happen. And he's like, yeah, you know, that does sound like it was, uh, you know, not not a great time. And I'm like, yeah, no, the food was great, but he was just, he was awful. Um, I'm like, is he new? And he's like, no, he's been waiting tables for 20 years. I was like, there's no way. And he's like, yeah, he's he's been doing this a long time. I'm like, wow, I'm shocked. I'm actually very shocked. And then he proceeds to tell me that they give their staff permission to ask patrons why they get 10%. I was yeah. like, wow, that's, that's a thing. You guys do that? And he's like, yeah, you know, we think they have a right to know. I'm like, well, that'd be great. Then where is he now? Because I'm, I'm explaining this to you. But if he wants to know, he should actually be sitting here and listening to what we've been having a problem with all night. So I was like, oh, my gosh. So we leave and, you know, we're just, we can't believe what has just happened. Because, I mean, it was just one of those, like, I have never in my 40, almost 42 years on this planet had anything like that happen. And I'm like, okay. So our friends text us this morning being like, still, you know, can't believe last night happened, blah, blah, blah. And so our friend was like, I texted a buddy about what happened. And the buddy responded back. He's like, oh my gosh, that happened to me at that same restaurant. He's like, when I got into my car to leave, 
the manager called me on my drive home and asked why I gave 10% to the server. I was like, what? So I was telling this story mm-hmm. to Brittany and I was like, Brittany, is this weird? Like, have you, cause you waited tables a long time too. I mean, have, have you ever had anything like that? Have you even encountered anything like that? I mean, I did every job at a restaurant. I was also the manager. I was also a server. I was also a hostess. I was also a bartender, you know? So I get like the service part of it and I never, I think like the exchange is what it is. So you, it's an agreed upon social construct. So I've always believed in that. And like, you don't ask you, you know, and if you believe, and if you've been a part of the institution for a while, then you know how to, I'm going to say play the game. So mm-hmm. no, I never did ask, you know, I I've had people not tip me. I've had, I've, and I always gave premier service. Like I learned your yeah. name and I, you know, I was, I mean, I worked it all. A big thing when you were telling me about this story, um, I asked Mike, he would, you know, you said he was, didn't seem flustered. He didn't say, he seemed like he was in the weeds. He wasn't taking on too much. It was like, he was kind of just disconnected. Yes. So I think that that's a, that's a, cause you know, people listening to this be like, well, maybe he was just super busy. It wasn't busy. No, it was an open restaurant. He had some restaurant tables on the patio, but it wasn't like he couldn't handle it. You know, like if you're 20 years into the game, like this guy said he was. Yeah. I would love to see this guy's resume too. I I would too. I would too. Bounced around like he's a ping pong Mm -hmm. ball. Like he's fucking Plinko up in here (laughs) on on the prices right. Like that's what he's doing to the city of Louisville. hundred percent. They're like, oh, here's John again. You know, let's give him a second chance. Um, But is it, it leads us to like ask questions like this is, that's not, I don't think that that's a proper way to run a business. I don't think that you should give your employees permission to do that as well. I don't, I, I agree with you in the fact that I don't think that you should call and follow up with why Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. don't. I mean, as someone who, you know, not because of the tip, you can follow up be like, Hey, I noticed it was your first time in this restaurant. Um, what did you guys think? I've sure. had that before, but not yeah. why I tipped. So not well. why I tipped what I tipped. Exactly. And, and this, I mean, would you, if I would have given you 30%, you know, gratuity, would you have come over and ask, you know, what was so great about it tonight? Like what, you know, what, what was going on? Like, would you have done that? No. And in all honesty, gratuity is optional. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it. I mean, it makes you an asshole if you don't. So like, I get that, but like, you don't have to do it and you're not guaranteed 20% anywhere. Like you have to, in my opinion, you earn that 20% and that's, you know, it's not just like given to you just because it's your right. Like you really do need to have great service and do your job well. And that's when you get 20%. But like, I agree with that, you know, like you don't, it's not, you don't have to do it. So, uh, you know, I tell the girls in the salon all the time when they're like, Oh, that tip was you know, sucky. I'm like, you, you got a tip, you know, like not all people are going to be great tippers. Like I get that. Um, but it's not like, they're not mandated to do it. I'm not going to, you know, make somebody feel like an asshole because they didn't tip enough or tip what you thought they should give you. Um, you know, maybe in their mind, their service just isn't at a level where we're going to ever get 20% out of this client or this guest or, you know, whatever it is. And but- people believe too, like being just being a patron of your business is a part of the tip itself. Um, in fact, I did a little research before um, because I did watch a documentary one time on tipping alone. And I just couldn't, I remember that it is in the stat. It was established like in the middle ages and it was a direct result of the caste system mm-hmm. in, in Europe. But by the time it made it over to America for the same reasons, basically um, it, 
basically like Americans after the Civil War wanted to seem sophisticated, but also keep the people that were formerly enslaved and not have to pay them, but they would tip them. So really like this has been just kind of like a social construct that we just have agreed upon, which I don't mind tipping. I, there are some restaurants in Louisville, I haven't found any down here, that don't tip. They're like, no, we're a non-tipping restaurant like Barbetti and stuff like that. I think that's great. Um, you know, you can pay your um, employees what you want to pay them and then that's it. Um, I do. There's countries where it's like seen as disrespectful like japan um i know that you've been over there and you said like mm-hmm. they don't tip and i'm like don't tip. Yeah. it's actually disrespectful like it's seen as like what you didn't like my service <laughs> you right. know or like yeah. so it's honestly saying something that's rude and disrespectful so i just think it's kind of different maybe maybe the tipping thing is kind of like it's a, a tipping scale <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you know there's we could definitely go down a long rabbit hole with uh with the whole tip and, and, you know, it's just all of that, but it's, it was just really interesting. It was bizarre. And I'm just curious, has anyone else ever had someone call them out on the amount that they've tipped? Cause I mean, I've, again, I've never had that. And I was actually just appalled that, you know, did someone would even ask that? And I'm like, especially okay. given like the service, like if it was like amazing service and you got 10%, like that would kind of make a little bit more sense. But the fact that throughout the entire dinner, you kept forgetting things and you brought us like the wrong thing several times. And then, you know, you even verbally told us you weren't very good at doing this. In fact, you were horrible at it. Just kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. I'm like, what, 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 how did you see this outcome coming different? I'm curious because Mm -hmm. again, if you would have done your job and you would have been, you know, even even just a little bit better than what we got from him last night, I probably would have gone, you know, 18%. Like in all honesty, I've been like, you know what? I get it. We all have bad days, but like this guy was just spaced out, man. Like, well, cause you're exp- also providing an experience. Yeah. And that's what I believe like a server to do, especially when you're at a nicer restaurant, like right. it's, you're yeah. providing a service, but an experience as well. So, right. you know, um, that even- should be part of your job, that your job protocol. Yeah. We even slipped some cash to the guy that was helping us, like when he dropped off our drinks, he was like, if you need anything, let me know. Like we even slipped him some cash because he was like, he got our drinks a lot faster than, you know, our waiter did. And he mm-hmm. was able to unmix up some things that our waiter mixed up. And I was like, dear Lord. You know, but it brings the question. If we're asking the question, is it okay to ask it? Or did we ever question after you gave a bad tip? Is it okay for someone to put up a little sign next to the checkout? how to tip properly. Is it proper to have it on the receipt? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's basically directing you how to spend your money and how to rate the experience. So, you know, is that it's, it's, it's almost the same thing. So I wonder if that, should we be doing that? Now I don't mind it because it does the math for me really quickly. Um, I'm like, usually I'm like, I don't know, is that one? And then I have to add and then, okay, got it. But yeah, no, it makes it a lot easier if you can just go ahead and lay that out for me. Yeah, just tell me what word, what line, you know. Right. Line oh, I don't like it, though, when they put in very fine print, gratuity already included, because you know, after espresso martini, um, my mind's going all over the places, and I am not looking at that fine print. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Just let me know ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, and I appreciate people, you know, the places that are like parties of six or more, gratuity is already added on to, like, I appreciate that. I like knowing that up front. Like, I do think that is kind of your job as a server too, to let your patrons know that this is how it operates in this restaurant. 
Right. Okay, cool. Just set the scene for me. Let me know. Also, let me know ahead of time if you're okay splitting checks. If you're not and you're like, listen, parties of eight or more, we have one check. And it's like, okay, I need to know that going in as well, but not like wait to the end. It's like, oh, sorry, can't do separate checks. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. okay. Okay. Just let me know ahead of time. Go ahead and manage my expectations when I sit down. Would be great. Oh, I totally agree with that because I don't nickel and dime me. Don't. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. not about like, just don't, don't be like throwing things at me, like after appetizers. Cause by then I'm like, ah, you didn't tell me that before. You didn't tell me up front. Like that is rude. (laughs) And it's usually like not me having a problem with it. I'm managing the expectations of everybody at the table because I feel like sometimes like I'm the boss at the table and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And that, and that's my role sometimes. I I love that. I agree. I like to be that, you know, the voice between the table and the servers. Cause I'm like, Listen, I've been you before. I know how to talk to these people and I know how to help manage your job on this too. So mm-hmm. got you. I got you. Okay. We're not, not yeah. just talking about tipping. I promise. No. We've got some topics to <laughs> we cover. We're really, we're really super excited about today's episode. Um, we're going to talk about the messy Kelly Clarkson divorce. Oh girl. It's, yes. it's got a lot of topics. Um, we're going to talk about the flub by Matt Damon yet again. He just can't. Sometimes he just needs to mm -mm. just stop talking. And, and the true win of the day, for sure. We're going to talk about Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart commentating on the Olympics and another, and another um, really fun little Olympic highlight that we've just been kind of geeking out over. So, um, all right, first up Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Kelly Clarkson. And for anybody who doesn't know, I am a very big Kelly Clarkson fan. I've seen her in concert twice. She is someone who I love. She has gotten me through many a dark days with those great lyrics that she's so good at making. And to see her currently going through a messy ass divorce is unsettling at best. Um, so catching you up on some things, she decided in 2020 to file for divorce for her husband of, I think they've been married for seven years. Um, Brandon Blackstock. Okay. And Brandon Blackstock is also her manager in her career. So let me just give you a list of the things that Kelly Clarkson does. She's a singer songwriter. So she has tours and albums. She hosts her own TV show called the Kelly Clarkson show. She's very successful, very successful. Um, she is also one of the hosts of the voice. She has a product line with Wayfair. Um, I feel like there's one more thing I'm forgetting, but she's going to be releasing her album here very soon. Yes. So she's got a lot of things on her plate and she's made a lot of money in doing so. So her husband who represents her, um, she is filing for divorce, but she's also suing him for fraudulent and subterfuge device. I had to Google that. And that I'm just going to go ahead and give you what that means because I was like, what the hell is this word? Um, but it is defined as deceit used in order to achieve one's goals. Okay. Well, that is exactly right because she is suing him because he and his father, who is also part of the uh, the firm that represents her, were working as unlicensed California talent agents for years, meaning that the um, contracts that they were negotiating and the, the, the money that they were asking for in this actually wasn't even legal in the state of California, which is where a lot of their deals transpired. Mm-hmm. So like, okay. They knew what they were doing. And you know what probably happened? He was like, let me manage you. Let me take on this starstruck company. That was what the management company is called. Uh, mainly their only client was Kelly Clarkson. This is what happened. This is just me. 
this is my, this is my scope of it. He's okay. like, yeah, I'll get my license, babe. I'll get, and she's all Twitter pated. She's all in love. She's like, you know what? My dad, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And they, they kept on saying they were going to get their license, but they never did. That's what happened. And then she's like, what the fuck? She sees all these charges coming in. She's like, what? Right. 4.1 or 5.4 yes. million dollars. You can so fuck off. He's super pissed because this is all kind of happening because of a verbal agreement not even like a contractual one, a verbal agreement that they made that he was going to get 15% of whatever she made being his manager. And then she finds out that she's getting like these astronomical charges. And she's like, and it wasn't actually until she filed for divorce that she found this stuff out that she was like, I'm sorry, what are these fees? Like, what is this for? And she filed a document with the California labor commissioner accusing Brandon of defrauding her of millions of dollars by charging her huge fees via their management company. So that dirty motherfucker was trying to steal from his wife with these fees that he did not have any business doing because he was not licensed to do so. Um, hmm. mm. So currently yep. they are divorced. They are divorced. The judge ruled that they are allowed to be separate entities. Now the money is still tied up and they're still kind of settling on all the financials, but right now they are con- considered single people because they want to both move on, move on with their lives. And I thought this was very important because like, that's usually not the way it is. Like it has to, that's they're both done on set on separate things, but there's so much money right now that the judge was like, you know, kind of giving her a hand up. She's like, yeah, go live your life, girl. And I yeah. like that. But she has been ordered to pay over $150,000 a month in spousal support and $50,000 in child support. And it is said to be only temporary right now because right. she was his primary like source of income and employer. Um, and it is said that that right now Kelly has sole custody over her seven-year-old River and five-year-old Remington. And it is also on record that she is um, not only sole custody, but she takes them everywhere. Now, I thought this was really cool because she t- she has to schlep them to all of her hosting gigs and right. the voice and recording her record. And it is on record that those kids are with her all the time. So I think this is going to be very temporary. I'm like, hang in there, girl. Yeah. You got this. And um, it's she's going to let this one go. Yeah, because, I mean, she's getting he's getting $2,000 in financial support each month or $200,000 in financial support each month. She makes over a million dollars a month. So she's not hurting for money by any means. But I find but, it one of those things. It's like, what the hell are you doing with $200,000 a month? And you need 50 grand a month for your two kids who are five and seven. Like, what kind of trips are you doing at Target, Brandon, that you need 50 Brandon. grand a month with your kids? What? Explain to me, please. What you doing with that? Is your money? ranch out in Montana that like expensive? And that is why, like they they did move out during the pandemic. This was after this is before they filed in June of 2020 that he went to all of a sudden be this rancher out in Montana. And I'm like, what is in Montana, y'all? I don't know, man. I, the celebrities be going like Montana, and I'm like, is it because of all the room? Is it the I taxes? Mean, I just want to know. I it's bizarre. I agree, but I think because there's so much. Um, this is my theory. You moved to Montana because you're doing some shady ass shit and they ain't nobody around to call you out on it. That's my thing. You have people flying to your house that if people in LA or New York would have found out that these people are who you're hanging out with, they'd have been like, oh, this is troublesome. But out in Montana, ain't nobody know because ain't nobody there. It's just. Yeah. They don't have speed of- limits on some of their roads. You think they're going to limit what you do? Exactly. They're not. They Doubt ain't got it. enough internet. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> they're not broadband. <laughs> There's no fiber. <laughs> fiber out there 
Let's get out of here. Still probably dial up. I don't even know. Montana, listen, I'm not trying to hate on you. I'm just curious. I actually, if anybody knows why Montana has the magical allure to these celebrities, I would really like to know. And don't say moose. Uh, I mean, I would love to see a moose in person. I bet it's very majestic, but like, let's give me, give me some other deets. Right. Like, yeah, I'm just very interested, but I hope Kelly, I love Kelly Clarkson. I can't wait for her album to drop. This is going to give her so much ammo. It's going to be like, she's the new Olivia Rodrigo. Like she's going to be like, just dropping like, oh, Kelly, what just happened? Exactly. She's going to be the new, like the divorced woman's anthem from here on out. She's going to give us a ripper. Oh, oh, because, you know, she's been she's sorry. Been, like, I said sem- Ripper. I think the kids are calling it a banger these days. I'm sorry. I don't know what a Ripper is. I just made that up just now. I apologize. I felt like it was something. I, You know, maybe maybe we're going to make it a thing. Justice for the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Jesse and the Rippers off a of full house? That totally reminded me of that. Oh, my gosh. Maybe that's yes. where you got it. Maybe. <laughs> tapping into subconsciously going. Going, oh, going back to the 90s. Oh, right. You always go back to the 90s. Quick side note about the 90s. I watched a documentary on the orange years of Nickelodeon, like from its inception to like kind of late 90s, early 2000s. Holy. I holy. was a Nickelodeon kid. I yes. was I was the generation. I, I, don't I, know. I am the perfect age of right. Nickelodeon. I'm not sure what network this is on because I watched it on a plane. So I don't know where Delta got this, but like I, I want to find it because I want everyone to watch it because it's going to bring back some like the theme songs from some of these and you're going to sing them just like that. I'm like, how am I still singing these like 40 some or 20 some years later? I mean, insane, but also the, the growth of Nickelodeon, how it came to be, how they use the kids as they're like, no, listen, kids don't want perfection. They don't want like overly produced anything, which is why a lot mm-hmm. of those shows worked so well. And mm-hmm. they were listening to kids instead of being like listening to people in boardrooms about what kids should be watching. And they're like, kids don't want to watch oh. that shit. So it was really cool. Highly suggest it. It's called the orange years. Um, but that is a quick side note of being in the all 90s. that. I used to watch yes. all that. All that. Explains it all. Like Salute I still your love shorts. Yes. Your shorts. Hey, dude. Yes. Hey, dude was on there, which they actually shot in a, Mon- a ranch in Arizona, not Montana. Um, so close. So close with and they never had AC. Never once did they have AC out there. I'm like, for real? Dang. Is that like child labor law? Should we have been more concerned about that? Yeah. And an interesting fact about Clarissa is that they used Melissa Joan Hart with a lot of um, like molding after the character because she was such a quirky kid. And they're like, this is the kid we need. This is the kid that we want. Um, And she was like, at the time, like New Kids on the Block was super popular. And they asked her like, do you like that? And And she was like, absolutely not. They're like, well, who do you like? They're like, they might be giants. And like that made its way into the show. Um, But it was one of those shows that it was the demographic was just as um, it wasn't just girls watching the show. It was also boys that were watching Mm -hmm. the show. And then it was like the first time in the history of like a child show that there was just as many boys as girls watching a show because girls would watch a boy show, but boys won't watch a girl show. So like you were you were alienating part of the population or the demographic with some of these shows. Um, but this was one of those shows that was it was female driven, but males were also tuning in to watch. 
And I was like, well, because a lot of them were the relationship dynamics that most males were Mm -hmm. understanding, like being friends with a female and it kind of being kind of sticky once you reach a certain age, having a sibling Mm -hmm. um, that's a male as well, like Ferguson. Like I thought that was very like, I always, not that my brother was anything like Ferguson, but I always thought that dynamic was kind of interesting um, because I'm like, oh, I have a brother. I can, I can relate. And Chad would always sit down and watch it with me. He was like, I hate the show. And then always end up watching. And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the mom and dad. Like they had yes. like some sticky, like financial problems here and there. Mm-hmm. They would, um, they would have like kind of real, real 90s unquote, version, yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know, real problems. So I thought that was very interesting. So yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Sorry. All right, I'll Sorry check it out. Side note. Yeah. Go ahead. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So side note, yeah. uh, Matt Damon got a note from his daughter. If you guys didn't know. Okay. So promoting his most current movie, Stillwater. I think no. that's what it's called. Is what? it called? What's called? I'll check that. I'm gonna just hop on the so old bad about Google that. real quick. Matt um, Damon, new movie. Mm-hmm. Stillwater. Stillwater. Good job, Brittany. Good job. I know. Can I can I get that in writing? That I remember that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all names of, of all things. Yeah. Uh, Stillwater. Um, I don't know much about the movie. I do know it's a documentary. Uh, or not uh, based on a real life story, not a documentary of story. Amanda Knox. And she's super fucking pissed because she did not sign off on this. And she's like, this has too many ties to it being about me. And nobody asked me about this, nor am I receiving financial compensation for this. So he's in a little Ooh. bit of hot water with this as well. Did he produce it? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's his, Yeah, it's his film. Oh, that's that's even. And it's directly, it says her name in the movie. I wonder. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, so it's probably, it's yeah. probably loosely based on, oh, okay. Well, I probably should have done a little bit of digging. This one okay. actually caught my my eye only because that he's doing press for this movie that I know nothing about. I probably should have done a little research on it. Um, but he, I guess maybe came a little, he felt a little more comfortable during an interview with um, a British newspaper and said that uh, during dinner about a month or so ago, key point that he used the F slur, the homosexual F slur, homophobic, Mm -hmm. homophobic, uh, F slur during dinner, hit one of his daughters. I don't know which one he has four. So don't know which one um, got very upset and said, you know, you can't say this, this is derogatory. This is, this is highly disrespectful. You, you do not say that word anymore. He then clapped back to his daughter saying like, it's funny. It's funny. She said, it's not funny. And then he then said, I've used this word in like more recent history, I guess he would say. And he said, I used it in 2003 in one of my movies and she stormed off, then wrote a letter to her father gave it to him and it went through like all the reasons of why she thinks this is highly disrespectful and how she doesn't appreciate it. Okay. So then now he's saying to this British newspaper, how he no longer uses the word. And then it, it raised everybody's eyebrows. Cause we're like, where have you been for the last 25, 30 years? <laughs> like you shouldn't be using this word at all. Cause this was and just a month ago and you is, used it. Right. I mean, that should have been banned a long time ago, boo. Like so now his PR team is like, hold on, hold on, right. let's back it up. And he said, No, 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 I don't use it in social settings. Oh my gosh. Dinner with your family is definitely a social setting, but I guess maybe he doesn't it's maybe it doesn't, doesn't see it like that. It needs to go away at all costs. <laughs> like I don't care who you're with. Don't, don't even say, say it in your head. head. Right. You don't 
don't even say it in your head. Like it, it, you just, it just never comes to mind. It is not. So now it's a huge backpedal. We're all wondering like, what is going on with Matt Damon? It's not the first time he stuck his foot in his mouth. He definitely had some issues when during the me too movement and saying that, he was not very feminine, pro-feminist in that. And so I'm just saying, I just wanted to say, um, Matt, let's just pause and right. we need to leave the chat for a couple minutes because, mm-hmm. you know, you've done some things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you've seen why this is wrong. It's just disappointing that it took you this long to get there. And that once again, like your daughter is pointing something out to you. Like this is again, like your daughters are leading you through life and and you're supposed to learn things from your kids. I totally understand that. But I just wonder who's on your team. That's not pointing this out to you. Yeah. I I wonder what else you're saying. That's my point. I'm like, that's a good point. If you don't know, this is bad. Like, what are we doing? I, I know. I mean, this is, this is like one of the worst yeah. <laughs> that you can say. Um, it's, it's, it's not okay. And no. I don't care if you grew up in Boston and it was acceptable when you were a kid, it doesn't matter. Like, no. Yeah. It's, it's just enough. I mean, let's, let's hope that he has learned his lesson and he's going to move forward and, you know, put that word to rest and never bring it back again. But man, oh man. So do you think that he's kind of, he's kind of masking this because of the Amanda Knox situation? It could be. I mean, it could be, I mean, this is definitely, you know, again, I'm, I'm always a little curious why we tend to see celebrities in the news when they have movies coming out. So, you know, mm. could it be better timed, eh, you know, no press is, or bad press. It's better than no press, you know, as they say in the biz. Um, but yeah, I just can't imagine this is the kind of press you really want. But yeah, yeah. And he's later, he's now come out and said, like, you know, I stand with the LGBTQ um, plus community. I'm like, great. That's okay. great. Yeah. But why? I, I think this just is real puzzling to me. It's like he thought like this was going to be like, look at me, like great moment, because I think he felt real comfortable in this interview or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was like his 60th interview of the day. Maybe he had a couple bourbons. I don't know. But for so whatever <laughs> reason, he decided to let this story go. And right. that person in the interview was like, hold on, hold on. Right. Like, are we getting this? You know, you're on record being recorded, right? Just, just making sure. Okay. Okay. Go. Yeah. It's like when Yikes. Chris Harrison was like, yeah, this is great. It's a great interview. They're like, Ooh, is it? yeah. Okay. I don't think that's a good interview. It's not good guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I guess he has gone on an apology to her, but well, I hope there's two people that I hope are not going to be apologizing anytime soon. And I hope that it's Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg for their commentary on the Olympics because they are crushing it. It is the funniest thing that I have seen on TV in a long time. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, in the Peacock channel has given Kevin Hart and uh, Snoop Dogg a an anchor quote unquote job to commentate the Olympics and they are having a blast with this it is so funny to listen to them talk about things that they know nothing about and yet they're making it hilarious um I will post the link but like personally my favorite is when they talk about the dressage the horse cantering where they like go have you seen this Brett? Yes. Oh, it's God. hilarious. It's hilarious. I mean, Snoop is over here being like, 
Look, horse, he's doing a crip walk. He's doing a crip walk. He like get that horse in my video. Like, you know, it's so funny. Um, I don't want to ruin like because they they've got some really funny jokes in it. But if you haven't seen it and you need a giggle, this is the giggle. I I don't recommend listening it with your kids because they are they do not censor their language. Um, but if you're cool with it, then you know, press play. But like it is everything that I want in commentating the Olympics. And you can tell like either they're drinking or they're high or something. And I am like, yes, like I need more people doing this. I want to know what other duo we can link up. Like who else can we pull and say like, we're, we're crushing this because there are some like questionable sports in, um, in the Olympics. Like, I think all great, you know, do your thing, but I'm like, what? I've never even heard of this. There's, there's so many obscure ones that just puzzle my brain. Like, Mm um, honestly, like the shot put the throwing that big disc. I've watched those girls do that. I watched the women's the other day. I was like, that that's been around for a long time though. Like that's not like a, no, no, it's not obscure. I know, but it's been like, I know I get it. But like, I'm, I'm saying it's obscure to me because I was like, I don't watch it every day. So I'm like, wow, that's really crazy. Like you get to watch these things once every four years. So there's like these outliers that aren't the swimming and the gymnastics, you know, and, and you know, the track and field. Well, that one is track and field, but get it. I'm like, Wow. Yeah. I, the, I like I didn't know that handball, beach handball is a thing. Like I, I was like, I've never even heard of that, but it, you know, that is it's very entertaining to watch. I'm like, what is going on? I do enjoy cool. watching sports I don't know anything about because I'm like, but I'm also mesmerized in the sense of like I have no idea how you score, like how what any of this looks like or why you do this, but like I'm always intrigued. I'm like, the fact that it made it this far and it's going to the Olympics, I'm like, huh. Okay. Here are the things I think that are, that are cool or that are like question. Like, okay. One, it's obscure. Two, there's a coach for that. Three, there's judges for that. So I'm like, so not only do you have an expert as the coach, but you have experts above the coach that are being like, this is how we're going to grade you. I'm like, wow, like synchronized swimming. I was like, do you see, is there like a pinky toe out of line and that's where you throw her off? Like what's right. going on? I know. I feel that same when, when I watch uh, synchronized diving, I'm like, they when they see. watch it in real time, like they're able to see all of these things. But even when they slow it down for the viewers at home, I'm like, how on earth are they seeing what they see? Because it's slowed down and I'm still like, how many was that? How many turns did that, was that four twists? Is that two? I, I and I, see this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I still can't even catch it that best. I'm like, this is nuts. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, and I always feel like that's so low. Like they score synchronized diving so low. I'm like, I feel like a, a, you know, an eight. And I'm like, really? Cause if it were me, I'd be like, oh, that's like a 12, you know, like it looks so impressive that I'm like, why an eight or why is justice for the numbers? Can we up the numbers? I know. Can we I make know. it they've feel more that, grandiose? Well, they've done that in gymnastics because the skills were getting like they outpaced the 10 point scale and now, you know, it goes on and on because the athletes are getting so much better. And we've done that in other sports. Like you did it in um, basketball, like you moved to three point line back, you know, mm-hmm. you, you do it in, you, you know, I don't know what the other ones are, but like, there's definitely places where it's like the athletes are pushing the boundaries. So like sport has to change to adapt to it. But I just, I find it so interesting on how you get to this scale. I'm like, hmm. that is interesting. Okay. I read a thing the other day about the track. They constantly made the track more fast, which honestly baffles me. 
I'm like, how do you make a track more fast? But they do. And that's why every year the times are getting faster and faster and faster. I mean, you know, of course the shoe technology and everything like that and the way they train it is, but you know, technology is, it's going to, it's going to surpass a lot of that, but also it's about the track because they were talking about how fast the track is. And I was like, Like, that's nuts. I didn't even know that was a thing. What is it more grippy? And also can I get justice for the hurdlers the other day when they were hurdling in the rain? I was like, rude. Right. Rude. I was like, you want people to turn like tear their ACL? Cause I feel like that's right. what you're going to do. I feel like that is just disastrous and we should just wait until it's not raining anymore. But you yeah. know what I'm also very impressed with, and this is goes for athletes across all sports. Can we just clap it out for the amount of like fantastic hair, like the colors that are being, you know, positioned everywhere. And that girl who came out with her nineties style butterfly clips in her hair. I was like, yes. <laughs> and like the, the nail art, and like the, tattoo. Oh, the nail art, if you're in the Olympics, is it required that you get a tattoo now? Cause I feel like I've seen a lot and I don't, are they real? Like a lot of the swimmers had them mm. on their biceps. The Simone Biles has one. I'm like, wow, this isn't, I mean, I, but I'm the all, hair and the nails for me that nails. have done it. You're for it. And you the eyelashes. To, that's another thing. Yes, the mm. eyelashes. I mean, the shock putters who are like full face. And I'm like, yes, girl. Yes. I can't full face anything. No, I'd be a sweaty mess. But like, I can't I'm, full, if it's raining outside, I'm putting a hat on and going about my day. They're like, no, nah, I'm going to put on full girls face. are racing with their hair down. I can't do that. It's so hot. I'm like, how is you not like, that would drive me at batty ape shit for sure. But the fact that they are like gorgeous hair, glammed out eyes. I'm like, what? Wow. Mm-hmm. You are absolutely mm-hmm. stunning and an absolute badass in your sport. Like, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. I do. The Olympics right. are kind of cool. I love the Olympics. I love the it's, Olympics. I mean, it's, it is, it is really, it's really yeah. interesting. Like, like seeing everything and, and just mm. having the appreciation and laughing and giggling yeah. because some of it's fucking hilarious. I it's, did see a dive the other day that she, she totally whiffed and, you know, sometimes you get yeah. in your head and she just flopped in the water. It's, it's gone viral, but it just goes to show you that like, even at the Olympics, you, you kind of yeah. flub you and do. you just kind of shake yeah. it off. You're like, oh. exactly. You got to do it. But like, man, it's fun. It's fun. It's impressive. Yeah. All right. What's your, you had one more. Oh, we want to talk about the guy who knits um, daily. Oh yes. Tom Daly. Okay. He is a British synchronized swimmer and he knits. So you can see him in the crowd, you know, with his little knitting and he's doing all of these like loop one, pearl two, like all that stuff. Um, And he has knitted a little special, if you will, for his gold medal. And it has the Union Jack flag on one side and the Japan flag on the other. And it's, he's like, put it in. He's like, look, he just put it right into the little pouch. You know what he wants? No scratches. He's wanting a sponsor by Michaels. That's what he's going to get. He's going to get a sponsor. They have Michaels in the UK. Well, whatever. I think that's an American. Direct related, whatever. It's like the parallel. Mm -hmm. That's the craft stores around the, he's going to be like, oh my gosh, he's going to be crafting. He's going to have his own craft room. Right. He's going to be crafting all the live long day. Living out his truth. Also, Mm -hmm. fun fact, um, I learned that the medals, the gold medals, silver and bronze, um, they are made out of recycled phones and um, electronic equipment that people in Japan have donated. And then they are crushed down. That's like they're, they're weighted. And then they're dipped in the color. So like they have like one point seven ounces, I think of gold and then silver and then bronze. But these are the heaviest that they've had in the Olympics so far. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, in fact, yeah. I, let me just tell you this thing. 
It's heavy. Yeah. Your the phones phone, are heavy. And if you're melting that yeah. shit down. You're melting it down. Yeah. I but high like, five to Apple for seeing that. They're like, hey, listen, we got to do like a little bit of something. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I see that a lot of places. There's a lot of restaurants down here that um, they put what they've done, like um, using recycled material. Like oh, cool. there's yeah. a burger joint down the way that we um, go to and all the chairs are made out of recycled Coke bottles. And, you know, that was just one example. And then yeah. like the tables are made out of something else. I forget, but I'm like, okay. That's right. really cool. Doesn't change the way my tip burger tastes, but I liked reading it. <laughs> yeah, no, I do like that. There are, you know, people are making a conscious effort to, you know, to use upcycled products. I think that's smart. I like that. I mean, I think it adds to the experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, see what I did there? You tied it all in. You did. You three did. years later, three years <laughs> later, so time should. And you, you closed, just... <laughs> closed the gap for us, girl. I like it. Close the awesome. gap. Ooh. Yeah. Um, are we ready to tell our Zen friends your new endeavor or are you going to wait? Ooh, not yet. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, exciting. <laughs> just, don't you hate when people do that? They're like, we're working on an exciting project. We're having an exciting project, um, but I will let you know when we have a launch date and then I'll let you know like when we can talk more about it. But I like the fact that, sorry, friends, you can't see this, but Brittany just took her hat and put it on backwards. Like now she's like back to front. Like she's about ready to do some business. Like she turned that around, like, let's go girl, let's promote. And I'm like, whoa, slow your, slow your roll over there. But she got, did, she got a I rally did. cap I, on. She ready to I go. Was not, I was, hey, I like to flex like that. I like it. No, I'm, I'm here for it. That's great. It's great. You, if, if your friends can't support you, then who will? I mean, right. They keep you honest. It's good. And I knew you'd notice something like that. You're like, oh, she can't like, do it. Do it? <laughs> Actually, it. I just, it, I'm just, uh, I'm all over the place with this hat. Today. I haven't washed my hair since you were here. And I'm, oh. I'm like, well, my mission today is to wash this great, get this grossness. But yeah, I've yeah. got a, I was like, I'm going to wash my hair tonight. And then I was like, nope, I'm going to tennis later. I will wash it tonight when I come home from tennis. You sound so bougie. Like, I want to tennis tonight. I, so, tennis. Yeah. Like, yeah. I haven't played in two weeks and I'm so excited. Like, I'm already in my tennis clothes. So I don't forget. Like, <laughs> I don't get sidetracked. And people set alarms on their phone. You get dressed at 8 I get dressed get at 8 a.m. for the day. And mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to tennis at 6. So, you know, it'll we be nice and fr- broken in by the time somewhere. I get to the court. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right, Zen friends. We love that you're tuning in. We see those numbers. So thank you so much for downloading us and keep showing up for us. We we super heart you if you can't forget or don't forget to snap a screenshot share it on your social media because we like to see what you're listening to and like what you're liking um and don't worry we're not going to ask you what what you want to hear because we have a long laundry list coming up a long list of things guys we got we got you covered we got you covered so if you don't know what you need to hear just come and tune in we'll tell you good time (laughs) thanks friends all right see you next time Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.